0: And welcome to Minute 10 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off this week is Tyler Howick of the Couch Potato Philosophy Podcast. Welcome back, Tyler. Hey, it's
1: good to be here. One more minute to go.
0: Yeah, just uh, be careful when you walk up to the to the desk. <laughs> you know. That's right. Especially if you're trying to find your zipper, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, the computer <laughs> will help me with that, so it's fine.
0: Yeah. All right, that's good. So minute ten begins with McLean entering the lobby and ends with him finding out where Holly is supposed to be. Yep. So we we see him entering this this huge lobby, okay. Yes. And there's there's this this humongous Christmas tree sitting there on the side, yep. not lit. You know, it's it
1: feels so out of place to
0: completely. this cold lobby. Yeah. yeah. You'd you'd think that they would have it lit up at that point because especially if people are coming in and out going to this party. Yeah, whatever it is.
1: Start the festive atmosphere early, yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. You, we can see that there's the concierge at the at, at the desk. You know, we see uh revolving doors. There's like two sets mm-hmm. of revolving doors that you can come in. Now I found this is the first time I noticed this, but on the, the on the Glass behind the Christmas tree. There's a big sign that says Merrill Lynch. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, huh. yeah. Which, which you know, I mean Merrill Lynch is, is a financial broker. Yeah. And I was saying to myself, what the hell is that? You know, if this is supposed to be, you know, the the Nakatomi Building is, you know, is the building supposed to only be for people working in Nakatomi or is You know, is there other stuff also? Because again, we saw yesterday that there's the emblem at the beginning. It's
1: everywhere. You know, there's
0: an emblem outside. You know, for Nakatomi. So, yeah, are they renting out space to other companies, or are they, you know, taking it up all themselves? I I always thought I always thought that the building is entirely, you know, uh, dealing with with people with Nakatomi. But apparently, you know, we have Merrill Lynch there too.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's an over—is that just a production design oversight that uh, <clears throat> that the actual building is rented out to to Merrill Lynch uh, uh, as well? Because the because in Nakatomi Plaza there is there's a, a safe, there's all of this you know security. You'd think that that would be they wouldn't want other things, other businesses there, I guess. So yeah, that's that seems to me that seems like a production a production design oversight uh, more than. More than they rent out other things.
0: Yeah, probably. But again, it, it, it was great catching it. You know.
1: Yeah. As, as well, we mentioned I, earlier in the
0: week, I like catching these things not because of oh, totally, totally, Not because I'm trying to you know say that they made mistakes in the movie, but just uh, you know showing that, Interesting. that it's just fun to find these things because you don't notice them. I mean, again, I've seen this movie 50, 60 times probably oh, over over the course it. of my life. You know, and I've never noticed it before. It's not because totally. it's something it's, I mean, that just flashes right by. But when you're watching it one yeah. minute at a time, you one will notice is, these uh, things a little bit more.
1: Totally. Well, I and mean, the similar to that, the um, the the security desk is just it looks like a a Star Trek console. It's just these big flashy buttons. I don't it's know also they higher do anything. up. It, it looks like it's, it's very high. It's up. a
0: raised platform and stuff like that. Yep. You know, so, so yep. John starts walking over to the reception desk, and then you see him pull out his wallet as he's walking yeah. over there. You know, yeah, what, what, what he's, specifically he's, he's trying him? to show him, you know, I'm not really sure. Is he taking out some sort of ID? Is he taking out his badge? Yeah. You know, what's he doing? And then we, we see the guy sitting at the, the concierge. He's It's an actor named uh, Rick Sissetti, who has 11 TV credits and five movie credits. You know he he's definitely just a very uh, small little background character. Sure. In in all sure. of the movies that he's been in, but every time I see this movie, he reminds me so much. He's he's a John Larroquette lookalike, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Honestly, thank you. I've been I was like he always <laughs> looks so familiar to me. Um and and I've never looked him up, but yes, I would agree with you. He absolutely he absolutely looks like John Larroquette.
0: Yeah, yep. Completely. And, you know, he's dressed, he's got a vest, he's got a tie, a jacket. There's mm-hmm. a Nakatomi emblem on his jacket, which goes back to what we were saying before, that this, yeah, is, this is the building security for Nakatomi. There's no question about that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, then John walks over and goes, hi, good evening. He goes, I'm here to see Holly McLean," And then he points with his pencil and says, just type it in there and points towards this uh, little computer. Now, obviously the graphics from 1988 are, are hilarious <laughs> looking at them from, from today's perspective, yep. you know, but I mean, I like the added touch that it's a touchscreen, you know, computer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like what, what, when do you think oh, yeah. they created touchscreen computers?
1: Oh, I didn't look that up. Uh, I'm trying to think of when I first saw them, Let's let's say, well, uh, Honestly, let's say 87. Let's just say it's super close and they were wanting to flash this new technology.
0: Um, well, let's put it this way. It, it was first used they, – they had some form of it already in 1946. No way. Yes. Really?
1: Wow. That's shocking to me. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, wow. it's not the same technology that we're seeing here, but Shoot. that was the, the, the first patent – the- Okay, there was there was a patent that was um that was a sty- stylus designed for for sports tele- telecasting, which when placed against an intermediate cathode ray tube display, it would mm. amplify and add to the original signal. Okay.
1: Okay, actually, yeah, that sure that makes sense.
0: And then in uh, the the 1960s, they had the first figure-driven touchscreen was developed by a company called Royal Radar Establishment located in England and you know it, it just huh. and then in 1972 a group of researchers in the University of Illinois filed for a patent on an optical touchscreen okay which uh, which which became again this is all you know the the, the early stages yeah. of how things uh, you know moved off in in 77 there was a company called Elo Graphics, which was working with Siemens, okay. and they began developing a trans- transparent implementation of an existing opaque touchpad technology. Sure. Okay. Then in 1984, it's, it's, Fujiti, so yeah. so, Fu, Fujitsu had a touchpad that was okay. used, and then Sega released in 1985 a a Sega graphic board, which was which was touch based. So again, it's just amazing the way wow. that this stuff just, just changed.
1: You yeah. Know, because nowadays I, I'm, you know, I, I'm honestly reeling from 1940s. There is a, there is a patent. For right. It. That's crazy to me. Wow. But that makes sense. Uh, and also it, it also made me, made me think, you know, uh, I wonder if a James Bond film, um, you know, did it. I'm thinking I know in, uh, I want to say it's um, a view to a kill, but I could be wrong. Or maybe it's for for your eyes only. They they have a computer that's doing a uh, uh, kind of a, a, a criminal artist sketch kind of a thing. But I'm wondering if there was some some touch screen involved in that. Just no, because in a view, in could, a view to a kill, they, you, know, uh,
0: you you do have, um, you know, Christopher Walken's character using using Zoran. Uh, right? Zoran, yeah, sorry, you, you have Zoran using computer technology to figure out that he's James Bond. You know, based on face right. recognition or stuff was. like that, but that's not, that's not really touchpad yeah. and stuff like that, but yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the graphics here are huh. just really, really poor compared to what we're used to these oh. days, but, but it's still yeah. fun. And then it says on the screen, Nakatomi Plaza directory, touch key with mm-hmm. first letter of person's last name. You know,
1: and yep. then, uh, Oh, and then he gets, he and then his, he goes,
0: and then, yep press it on the M and then we get a list of all these different names yep. from there. Now I went through every one of these names to see if any of them are listed Did in you? IMDB. Cause we, we always know that a lot of times in movies they will have, you know, little yeah. uh, uh, Easter eggs Easter egg. of characters. Now the three that I came up with from the M's. Okay. So there, he goes through two screens of M's. So one of them is Pedro Martinez. Okay. Now I don't think they're talking about the baseball player because he wasn't playing in 1988, but I found a number of of people in the movie industry called Pedro Martinez. I I have a feeling that it's it's a guy who had passed away a few years earlier, and it was used more of an homage for him, you know, based on someone who worked with him or something like that. Right, and then we have, you know, Terry Miller, who is the second associate director. In the second, he's the second unit yeah. director, basically. You know, so he appears there, and then you have someone yeah. named Gregory McMurray, who also works in the uh, movie industry. He's a, he deals with visual effects and stuff like that. He
1: did he did the uh, video and graphics display for this movie. There you go, Greg McMurray.
0: And that yep. that's why he got his name written in there. You know, so, again, I'm, I'm assuming yep. that the rest of the names have some significance. They, I don't think they're just going to give us uh, sure. random names, you know, however they do it. But it's just fun to see these type of things.
1: Well, there's one. Did you look up? And I can't remember. Does yeah, it goes, goes through the G's, G's, Gs, but we're not there yet. Oh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to the Gs um, in a
0: second. The Gs, G's, G's oh, okay. will get some good ones, too. We'll get there. Right. And then, you know, yeah, we... <laughs> Then basically John says cute toy and the response is yeah you have to take a leak it'll help you find your zipper now what what does that mean <laughs> I don't really know like what type of response is that come on John John Larroquette what type of response is that yeah it, it, I I
1: thought I I laughed. my wife had the exact same reaction you did she was like that's a dumb line I said no it's really funny I don't know I just it's thought funny it was, because it makes mean,
0: no sense just, that's like, why yeah it's funny. you know
1: technology yeah. It's so weird. It's so it's random. Completely I it.
0: No, I, again, I'm used to it. I I I've seen this movie so many times, so that's fine. But I just I, I I'm trying yeah. to think of
1: But you never think of it. Right, until I'm trying really to think really if there's it.
0: any real significance to it and and I couldn't find any significance to it. You know, and then
1: No, I I think it goes with this weird motif in the last 5 minutes, you know, of of this film. This weird thing of we're talking about a lot of technology weirdly uh you know just the cb cd tv uh you know all all of the vhs um comes up and then we have we have this too it just feels very they're setting up this is just hey man we're in the we're in the 80s now look at our look at all of our technology and it's funny looking at it 34
0: years later and saying look at look at all the the technology they had in, in its infancy yeah
1: yep Oh, yeah, the touchscreen, the touchscreen computer that I have with me on my in my pocket is more time, powerful
0: right? than, yep. than what what they have in the oh. whole Nakatomi building.
1: The entire building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep.
0: Right. And so then when he when he doesn't find her name under M, so he goes Christ. And then you, you see him. Yeah. Then touch. Uh, he goes back to the main menu and touches on G. And then he starts looking through the G's. And the, what's funny is, is the M's they had two screens, and the G's they only had one. Okay, so once again, I went through the the list of names here, and the the <laughs> what's what's really funny is, is the I thought that there was a misspelling here with one of the names.
1: I did too. I looked. It's the only one that I looked up, and I think I, it's the is it yeah. Bruce Feller? Yeah. Yep. It's just. He's the construction coordinator on on mm. Die Hard. That's that's the right. found.
0: And I thought that was hilarious. That yep. that you know, I, I said, Dude. okay, it's a mistake. In in Plainfield Automobiles, there's yep. there was a scene where they see all these destinations, you know, when they were sitting in the bus stop, and there are things that are misspelled there. And I thought, okay, someone just misspelled oh. here. They misspelled it, you know. They, yeah. they just you know, they're missing letters or whatever it is. But they, they, that's really his name, Bruce Gefeller, G F E L L E R. Yep. And the other person who is listed that I was able to find is uh, Liz Galloway or is it Lisa Galloway? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's one and two where she's listed as the uh, production coordinator in the yeah. movie. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun to see that they, they find people to, you know, find ways to put these people's names into the, uh, right. Her name is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Galloway. So I guess it is Liz Galloway.
1: Uh- you know randomly cuz I, I bet you no no two people have ever talked about this this person on uh on a podcast ever which is which is maybe a shame but but uh bruce Gefeller, uh if we just look at him really quick yeah. uh he did uh, die hard die hard with a die hard with a vengeance uh the nutty professor mouse hunt uh let's see what else uh he <laughs> um The TV movie Kenny Rogers as the gambler. The adventure continues. Um, Just interesting little, interesting. He worked. Let's see his last credits. 1999. Uh, His first was. uh, Oh, I I misread it. I thought it was Roadhouse. Actually, Uh, it was Roadie. Roadie in 1980. So he had a good 20-year run there of of uh, films he was a a construction coordinator on. Yeah.
0: Seriously, but but also the name Gefeller. Have, have you ever heard that name before?
1: Gefeller. No. That's I did the exact same thing as you. I didn't look up anybody else, honestly. I I just I thought, no, Gefeller. So he he's the only one I looked up, I should have looked up the others. But yeah, that's I did the same thing. I've never heard the name.
0: Yeah. But it it looks like it's a misspelling. But so so Bruce oh, Bruce, if you're listening, I, I apologize for, for thinking that your name is made up. Yeah. You know, but 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 the fact that <laughs> but you should be happy the fact that I looked it up was was why we were talking about it. You know, sometimes Absolutely. you look for, for things that are out of the ordinary and want to talk about those. You know, so he he's pretty upset. You can see that 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 John is now pretty upset that you know that, that she listed under Gennaro as opposed to you know yeah. using her own name. I mean next week we'll talk a little bit more about why she claims that she's using it, but but we also know that this is a big yep. plot device. And that's why it's being used. Oh, it is. You know the so, and then he he looks over and you know it, it says to him you know it gives him like a little bit of a floor, floor plan and says uh, mm-hmm. you know it starts listing this on the thirtieth floor and then John says to the guard thirtieth floor and the guard looks up and that's actually how uh, the minute ends.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, so the minute doesn't the the last line there the the, the only one no building that's is tomorrow. Not, it's
0: tomorrow doesn't fit in uh, there doesn't fit well, in no, sorry it's monday, let me, monday, uh, monday. and i do I, have a lot to say about that too
1: okay <laughs> okay so i i won't i won't go ahead other than the i will ask a question and you answer it on monday is why did we other than other than plot why did we need to ask any of these questions if they're the only ones left exactly. in the
0: building? That, is, that is the ultimate question that I have asked myself for years whenever watching this yeah. scene. Right? Completely. There's, there's no explanation. Other
1: than we need to see. Things
0: exactly. In, in other words, for us to tell it, that that's the way it is. Right. All right. Do you have anything yeah. else you want to say about uh, th- th- this minute?
1: Just uh, the lighting. Um, And it's because most of the rest of this movie takes place at night. Um, I mean, basically, yeah, from from minute 10 until the end, it's this is at night um, or indoors. But what we see uh, for the drive over the last few minutes and then up into this, it's almost it's almost noir. Um, we've, We've got these 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 stark shadows from the from the L.A., this hazy, bright orange L.A. sun. Um, that is, that's casting this, it's casting a color across the the last five minutes. Um, everything is orange tinted. Everything is, um, is, is just hazy and kind of gnarly outside. Um, and then we, he walks into the building and these just stark, um, vertical shadows, almost, almost like bars in a jail cell are, are almost there, um, I just, I love the lighting in here because the rest of it is, the rest of it is, is on a set, uh, you know, for the, for the rest of the film and the rest of it is, um, or pretty much. uh, And the rest of it is, uh, is at night. And so we don't get this shadow play in the same way. Uh, There will be, there will be shadows later on in the different different floors that he's on. But I just thought it was something I'd never thought about before with Die Hard, which is always at night that these shadows are here. And I think it's, it sets it nicely. It sets us in LA. It sets us. It sets us at sunset on whether this is a Friday or a Saturday night. We don't know, but um, I think you convinced think it me. Just, that it's it, we did a yeah. you know, it something notable. Friday. Yeah, I'm I'm there.
0: I think it, I think it's yeah. easier it's you know Friday. to to yep, to so. set up and write that the plot takes place on Christmas Eve, you know, to make things easier for people to try to, to explain. the same reason that they say that yeah. you know twelve terrorists take over a building, but if you count them, they're actually thirteen so
1: oh seriously yes i've never actually i've never counted
0: wow uh, i used to know all their names by heart but you know yeah t- t- but yeah there are 13 they're 13 because 12 uh 11 die that's what it comes down to 11 that's die true. and choose to rise that's true sorry wow. for that spoiler for people who didn't
1: know. it's so yeah that's so sad huh <laughs> but
0: i remember when when i was in high school i had this poster on my wall and it said on christmas eve 12 terrorists take over uh an LA Skyriser or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they now now I know that they got two facts wrong on that poster. It's yeah. not Christmas Eve wow. and it's not, you know, and it, it's not twelve. That's
1: so funny. Or who are they not counting as a terrorist in, in all of that? Yeah. Hans. Interesting.
0: Hans is not a Hans. Terrorist.
1: Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's right. Or maybe maybe they just don't count uh you know Theo.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, he's the computer guy
0: that's right yeah. he's, he's not really he's he's just a higher help uh yeah you know trying to help uh
1: i don't know he doesn't hold a gun i don't think at any point maybe he does but yeah
0: um does he have a gun i don't think so
1: i'm trying to think at the very end maybe does he but i don't think so
0: i don't think he i don't think he has a gun at all no yep. my I, I would definitely say that he does not
1: Therefore, definitely not a terrorist, because only yeah, you're only a terrorist if you have a gun.
0: But is yep. there someone else who doesn't? I'm also trying to think from that perspective. Is there someone else who doesn't carry a gun see, at even,
1: all? Even Hans does. Yeah.
0: No, the, the guy who gets gets knocked out doesn't have a doesn't have a gun. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't see him ever use a gun. He's he's the guy who's helping Theo the whole time.
1: Oh, he doesn't have a gun.
0: I think his name is Ali or something like that. I, I, you don't see him with a gun. Huh?
1: Yeah, interesting. No, I just assumed.
0: Huh. Um, I'm
1: telling. You, I'm listening. I'm listening right along for the rest of these these episodes too because I, I I have not <laughs> thought about this. This is I'm, it, this has been a, a really cool experiment for me. I, I've always there's always been the minute by minute podcast that I've heard of. Uh, But until this, I've never, I've never done one, and and I, I like it. I think it's fun. All right,
0: I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind for the future. Yeah, you know, you, you passed the test this week, has that (laughs) I'm, I'm doing
1: okay. (laughs) Yeah, just because I know random trivia about, uh, about things, I think.
0: Yeah, why not? That that makes sense. All right, so the script has a few discrepancies here. So first of all, the description of the Nakatomi lobby is great. It says. The uh, Nakatomi Lobby Night, which again, we know it's not night, it's, it's, it's dusk, wow. you know. And it says, beautiful and on first glance deserted. Finally, a sound in the sterile lobby reveals the presence of a security guard hidden until now behind a massive desk. McLean goes over and signs in. And then he goes, Holly McLean, the guard points to a prom- prominent touchscreen computer console. Just type it in there. McLean is confused for the moment, then he moves to the screen, he gives the guard a look. The guard raises his eyebrows as if to say give it a try. McLean okay. types Holly Mc- McLean Holly pause. The screen replies No such employee listed. So okay. you know instead of instead of just not finding her on the list, you know, the, the computer's smarter and tells her it's not tells him it's not there. And then it says McLean frowns, thinks, simultaneously inspired and suspicious. He types again. McLean types Gennaro Holly. This time the screen changes, shows an elevation of the building and then a floor plan of the 30th floor with Holly's office blinking. Mm. And then McLean turns to the guard and says, Cute toy. The guard says, Yeah, when you have to take a leap, it'll leak. It'll help you find your zipper. (laughs) McLean goes, 30th floor. So. That, that's a, i mean I, I i like the way the scene plays out in the movie I, yeah. They didn't need to switch it so, no
1: it's not very different at all other than the graphics are different no. but honestly you that's that's the difference between a uh, a script writer and a, the graphics guy going yeah that's not going to be that's not going to look very good
0: right exactly no but i mean there's a little difference with the with the way that they describe things yeah. that's what they, i mean the action is the same yeah You know, but i i like the the detailed description of how they do these things so the the novel has two different uh, changes that that I would uh, mention here. One of them is that the security guard that says an, an old white guy in a gray uniform sits at a desk reading a paper, and I mean it goes through. And they have a little bit of a conversation. You know, hmm. John John figures out this guy's a, a retired cop. You know, they they start talking a little bit about uh, police work and stuff like that. You know, it's not it's not needed. No. From yeah. from the movie's perspective, but I guess in the, in the in in the novel it makes a little more sense. Now, there's one other thing that I love that they do in the novel is as he's walking up to the to the Nakatomi Building or the Claxon Building, he notices a Jaguar parked uh, a little bit down the road. Oh, okay. Away from the the view of the security guard.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So basically, he sees the 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 car that theoretically Carl and, and Theo are sitting in.
1: Okay, that's cool. So they're are And they're, he, they're you all... know,
0: it, it. And it it also shows how observant he can be.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I, you know, I, I like, also I like that added touch there.
0: Right. I, I'm not saying it's a great book, sure. but it's you know.
1: Oh, I love. But I, it, I love they the made a great movie, movie from the book. Yeah.
0: You know. OK, so every Friday we have a surprise segment yes. that 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 at this point still my 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 guests don't know what this what what the segment is. Oh, eventually, you know, well, eventually people will know when oh, they true. start keep, when they start listening to them, you know, <laughs> especially since I'm not recording everything before it's going to be released. So we'll have I'll hopefully get about eight or ten you know, of my guests to, yeah. uh, to to be surprised by it, and then all those later on that that aren't listening to the podcast will be surprised also. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so the, the segment that we do on on Friday is called Weekend Surprise, okay. where basically I will posit the question to my guest: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie ha! or not?
1: I was hoping explain, that this
0: is going to be this. Explain your answer.
1: <laughs> oh well, uh, now. Was it last episode that I that I I basically started my uh, my argument? For you this?
0: started talking about it, and I didn't want to stop you because I didn't want to give away.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I was hoping that this would come up. Actually, this is I correct. think it was on
0: Wednesday. If I remember correctly, it was Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Okay.
1: Um. I think so. a hundred percent, it's a it's a Christmas movie. Um, because if we're really going into this, you know what what constitutes a Christmas movie? Do we have to have carols? Do we have to have snow? Do we have to have Santa Claus? Um, I think it's it's a time of year and it's a and it's a feeling that that comes with it. Um, and now, this isn't um, this isn't hot chocolate and and uh, and carols and saccharin, um, you know, sweet happy times. Although it has a great, it has a good ending. We have uh, John McLean uh, more than once uh, is whistling Christmas carols. Um, we've got. What do we have in the end? I mean, spoiler for those, I guess, who haven't listened to it, but if you're listening to this without having seen the movie, then I don't know what you're doing. Um, uh, (laughs) you know, we have, we have him and his wife uh, reuniting at the end and presumably then going to, uh, his house with his, uh, to her house with his kids. Um, and so, and Paulina and Paulina. Yeah. We can't forget Paulina, (laughs) um, who has thankfully not been deported after the, the jerk, uh, news guy, uh, or news guy. Um, uh, so let to say it's, it is it is family. It's about a guy, literally saving his family, or at least part of his family, and uh, uh, and it's set at Christmas. We have Christmas music, we have Christmas references. It's a, set at a Christmas party. I don't know if you can get uh, um, Christmassy otherwise. If, I mean, if in comparison, White Christmas. It's only the climax that takes place at Christmas. The rest of it is lead up, and we just happen to have a song that happens at Christmas. But White Christmas is not a Christmas movie in its overall theme. Not everything is about Christmas. It's a war movie. It's a war movie. Yeah, it's a war movie. (laughs) And it's a musical.
0: It's a a song and dance war movie.
1: (laughs) That the climax happens at Christmas. So to me, if, if White Christmas is a Christmas movie, then so is Die Hard.
0: That's your excuse. You're going to see if White Christmas is considered <laughs> a...
1: <laughs> almost.
0: That, that, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Tyler. That that's a little weak for that to, <laughs> for that to be your 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 final. That's,
1: that's my final you know,
0: explanation so there. I, you think, know.
1: I think for all of the reasons I said before that it it is about a man bringing his family together whole at the end on on Christmas Eve at a Christmas party. I think if if anything, uh, if that doesn't make it a Christmas movie, I don't know. I don't know what does.
0: Okay. Great. Very good. Better Thank final you very line. much for Better answering that. <laughs> there you go. Better final line for sure. All right. So you want to, for the one final time, yeah. let people know how they can get in touch with you
1: sure. on Twitter. I'm at Tyler Howitt and on Facebook, you can search for my name. Uh, and then on Instagram, uh, I'm also at Tyler Howitt. Uh, and then that couch potato philosophy podcast. Uh, if you search for us on, on Twitter and Instagram, you will find us as well.
0: Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to this show. And finding me is also quite simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Or you can go to our website, which is movierobminute.com. So until Monday, Yippee yay
1: Yippee yay indeed.